0: Welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your temporary tour guide, Adam Bernard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind?
1: doing good not josh how are you
0: (laughs) (laughs) week two of not josh man it's good shit dude i'm doing well man thanks for asking i appreciate it i
1: I feel like we had a whole show leading up to this so uh
0: i think so too we'll just have josh cut all that shit in the beginning and pop it right at the end you know
1: yeah just uh put in a little (laughs) put a little record scratch or a little and and then just uh throw that into the gimmick and then uh we'll put in the bits and pieces we were talking about before (laughs)
0: we're gonna put it in there now you know yeah. now this is uh begin. yeah it's, i'm it's uh week two of being uh of being stepdad i'm glad to be back glad to be yeah. here got a got a lot of really positive feedback about yeah. the show how did you uh how did how did people like having me on
1: i i got a lot of uh, positive feedback uh I, I have friends out there who uh listen regularly one well, shout out to my uh boy mikey hawes he's a truck driver he listens to a lot of podcasts while he's out on the road and uh you know, he was like, "Hey, man, you, uh, the new guy did good." I was like, "Yeah, he's he's good."
0: <laughs> he'll he'll do, yeah, yeah, he'll do for right now. Yeah, I uh, no, I no, feel no, bad last though. last time last time during uh, Ask Meanie, I didn't have a can of seltzer to crack, so I had to start you at the beginning of the show. Son of a this bitch! This is some uh, black cherry generic shit from the vending machine down the hall here at my apartment complex. So, uh, and I,
1: guess I got, we'll
0: crack these bad boys open.
1: I got the uh, ugly uh, Doctor Ugly, which is like basically their Dr Pepper. So.
0: See, I got to get me one of them, man. Yeah. Got to get me. Three, two, we-
1: one. There she there is. There go. go. birds.
0: Sandman that shit.
1: That fucking hurt.
0: I was just going to say, I got underneath my nail a little bit. That's why it took me a second to... Uh, I trimmed my to nails. Get it. So... Isn't that the worst though? Like when you get too close to the nail bed and then like you could feel it's like a paper cut, but it's not, and it's not bleeding and you don't yeah. know which side of your finger it's on. Oh my God, it's a fucking nightmare. I hate that shit.
1: Uh, one of the first lessons getting into the business is like, you know, they made sure we, everybody trimmed their fingernails like real short because like we're doing monkey drill, um, I'm, not monkey drill, monkey uh, flip practices and a guy just put his hands behind my neck is fingernails dug in the back of it behind my ears and gigged my, behind my ears i was like dude you gotta trim those fucking things oh um, man so that mixed with sweat was not a good oh. combination so oh god i bet that stings horribly holy shit dude stings the nostrils but yeah <laughs> <laughs> is that the,
0: is that the worst you've ever been like scratched by somebody in the ring? Is that like the worst, like unintentionally scratched? Obviously we know about every, listen, if there's any questions in, in uh, ask me about JBL, they're going to be fucking ignored. Okay. I'm just telling you right now, that's yeah. the directive right up front. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Every, they hate each other forever and ever till the end of time. Right. Okay. Move on. Next thing. But is that the worst that you've been unintentionally like scratch, like scratched in the ring? What's the worst that's ever happened?
1: Oh, dude. One time, um, I was doing show a show. My first train with Al. I was doing a show every Thursday in Indianapolis, Indiana for Mike Samples, a, a little promotion called Circle City Wrestling, and it's a uh, dude named Vinny Magnetti. Uh, he trained with Taz, like him and Taz were in like the same class. He was in class with Big Dick Dudley, Taz. I think eventually Bubba Ray, but I hadn't met Bubba yet. But um, he was he came out to train with us. For, at Al's for a little bit, he trained with, uh, uh, Bobby Bold Eagle and Bobby Bold Eagle shared the, uh, uh, shared school with, uh, Johnny Rods. That's who I was trying to think of. So, uh, we were doing a show in Indiana and he does, Vinny was really good and he actually did a, had a match in ECW in Queens with Taz. He, he called himself the shark attack kid. Uh, that was his gimmick. I don't know. Uh good worker. Eh, name. But um yeah, he uh we we did this spot a million times and um fucking where like he somehow I wound up in the corner, he ran, put put his hands on my legs, flipped forward up into a like a powerbomb position and then Frankensteinered me. So we we would Whoa. do that and then like I would sell up to the other corner, and he would go do it a second time and I would go sit out on the second one and power bomb him like a tiger driver so this for whatever reason we were not clicking in this match and um like we went to do that spot and on the second one I went to power bomb him and I kind of like piledrove him from the from the so, so <laughs> It was, it was fucking scary. It was almost like the, the yeah, it was almost like the Draws Dilo thing,
0: but um, oh man, yeah, oh no, that's not so funny. No,
1: no, no, but, oh man, but the thing is, like, he's like, I'm all right, so I shoot him in, go for the backdrop. He's supposed to kick me, and he kicks me right across the forehead. Oh, and god, I saw stars, all that. I would get back to the locker room for like two days. I had. The laces of his boots across my forehead—you can see the the eyelets. And oh like, my god, you see the laces going into the eyelets across my forehead for two days. I was like, well, I kind of deserved it, but uh, <laughs> you know. man, I guess
0: I mean, yeah, in in hindsight, yeah, maybe. But if you guys aren't clicking, I mean, that's you it know, was you just the, s-
1: we had had this match a million times. Like uh, Al would have us do, you know, you know. Practice match. I hate saying practice matches, but practice matches, you know, at the school. And then, like, we would do random shows for uh, Dan Severn, Sabu, stuff like that. And we were just doing, we had worked this spot in before. And for whatever reason, that night, we were just not on the same page. And it was, it could have been worse. But, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, off top, no pun intended, off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, that was probably one of the, one of the first real injuries, because, like you know always you always get bumps and bruises and stuff like that, or you know ring paddings separate like one time I took an arm drag, ring padding was separate, my elbow just went right off the the plywood, and you know my this elbow just went and blew up, you know, but just little things like that, you know later on I guess I, later on I would go and have Cactus Jack break a toy pool table over my head so that kind of sucked too but
0: <laughs> so all right so there's my there's my first question and then we'll go back to the other thing you said so um exactly like what goes through your head at a moment cuz I I've never wrestled right I'm just a guy who watches the shows and I enjoy the programming and occasionally bitch about it right <laughs> what what goes through your head at the moment you're getting fucking drilled in the top of your dome with a toy pool table. Like, what does that feel like? And what like a imme- like, do you like completely lose where you're at for a second? Like, are you, where you can cuss? Like, how does that, what happens? And then I guess, cause I always watch when I think about things like Goldberg, right? When Goldberg knocked himself out during the undertaker match. And yeah. that was a really, really scary thing to watch. Like, there's nothing funny about that shit. Yeah. And you know everybody wants to rag on him. It's like, dude, he fucking knocked himself out cold. Like this is a very serious injury, right? Yeah. So how do you, in the ring, blue mini, like keep yourself in a position where you can finish the match if you are, let's say, knocked out, or if Cactus Jack hits you with a fucking toy pool table? Like what? <laughs> what happens? Like what? What? What's the? What's the? The game plan?
1: Well, fortunately, it was a tag match. Um, oh, good. Well, that's good. This is my uh, pre-blue mini days, and uh, I was. Brian Rollins. And um shout out to Norm Connors, one of the got few, you know, first guys who took a chance with me and started booking me and it's, it's kind of a reason why I got noticed for ECW. But uh we were doing a show in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Uh there's a local wrestler named Ray the Crippler Roberts, who was over like a motherfucker. He uh kind of a checkered past, did some time in prison. Um we both train with Al, and, uh, you know, after training, we go out to have some lunch, and he's asking me for directions. I go, hey, man, go straight down here. And having done time in prison, he would go, he always goes, I never go straight, man. I always go forward, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> in prison going straight <laughs> means you go, you go legit, right? So, right, right. So uh, he was out throwing this match in his hometown, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. It was going to be him and Cactus Jack versus me and another student, uh, matrix who still wrestling to this day out in the Michigan area. And, uh, this match was like cactus's first match back from the death match tournament in Japan. And he, you know, where he got severely burned and all that stuff. And like, you can just, you could smell it, still smell it. Like he, he had his arm wrapped up and Mm. you know, he kept having to change the dressing, but, uh, Yeah, we're doing the tag match. It was a Newcastle Street fight. So me and you know him and Rick went all over the building. Me and you know Ray are brawling around ringside, and they just happened to stumble in the way. and, And Mick just grabbed this toy pool table. And you think you would think it wouldn't be as sturdy as it was. It was like, it wasn't like a massive real pool table. It was just like a little five by whatever or four by whatever. He hits me, and I just saw stars. And it's like, good lord! <laughs> I took, I had to take a knee at ringside. And uh, notorious Norm Connors, who were, you know, the promoter and also the manager of me and uh, Rick, comes over. Like, dude, I have to take a powder for a second. And luckily, it was, I had already put in Ray down for a second, like with something. And then you know, Mick hit me, so it was it just turned basically turned into a double down. But, yeah, you just, like, sit there, and you're like, man. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, you feel the trickle of the blood come down your you know, your forehead. And it wasn't a major uh, juice job. It, it was hard way, but it wasn't too, too bad. And I was already – I had busted my tailbone in that match, too. I, put, oh, uh, I put, put Ray on the table on the outside. I was going to do a leg drop off the apron to the – through the on him through the floor, but he moves. I go through the table. But for a reason, they got the extra high ring that day. It was like, normally I could hop up on one knee and stuff like that, but I had to like hop up and do the fat guy and get back up there. So when I, when he moved out of the way, I went through the table. And I hit the gym floor. My tailbone said, fuck you. And, uh, you know that was a that was a fun ride home.
0: It's uh, sure, yeah.
1: But here, there's a couple things that happened that, that weekend. It was, uh, I wrestled Cactus. You know, Cactus had a dust match. He had his first match against me that weekend in Newcastle. And then that weekend, I went down to my uh, one of the guys on the show, uh, fellow student Steve Nixon, uh, had gotten SummerSlam tickets. His that SummerSlam in Pittsburgh. So we went down to uh, Pittsburgh and watched SummerSlam. I got to see uh, uh, the uh, second Razor Shawn ladder match at SummerSlam, which was pretty cool.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And then that the, the funny
1: part is I'm up in the – that's the an igloo, and I'm up in the crowd. I'm looking down, and um, the one ECW fan that everybody calls Faith No More guy, the guy – Yeah. He looks like Jim Martin from Faith No More. He yeah. He was sitting in the crowd – and where I was sitting, I was like, holy shit, is Cactus Jackson in the fucking crowd? And me and the guys were just, like, trying to, like, look. Because, like, from up that distance, he just looked like a little ant bag, like a miniature. But eventually, you know, I, I went home and watched the tape. It wasn't him. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you basically just have to keep marching on at that point Like, But you weren't yeah. concussed during oh, I don't event, know, right? I don't know. Um, wow.
1: Yeah, back then, the word concussion,
0: you know well yeah i mean it wasn't like it is now
1: no, yeah I mean, like you know there's people like i remember this one smart ass on uh twitter and, you know, it's weird how somebody could say one thing to you and this stays with you and you know, you're like you're like uh you know well back then we didn't know anything that you know how severe concussions and one guy goes gee i didn't know i don't know maybe taking a steel chair to the top of your head isn't a good thing but i'm no yeah you know, it's like Lock. Fuck you!
0: Yeah, you know, shut yeah. the fuck up, you but, dork! Yeah, but seriously, go back but, to your mother's basement, you fucking prick! <laughs> you fucking goober! You fucking are dirt sheet, dirt sheet bullshit. Yeah, now you got yeah. me started, man. Now yeah. you want to cut? You want to cut a promo? Let's pipe bomb this
1: yeah. shit. Ah, you're from Philly, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but like, seriously, back then, gave you, it away. Yeah, seriously, back then, you really didn't know. It's just, oh, you got your bell wrong. You know, yeah. Everybody assumed you because you got this hard shell around your brain. That your brains, that they don't know. You know, back then it was You know, nobody really realized that your brain's bopping around in there like a BB. You know, so yeah. But uh, I could have been, I could have been. There's a, there's a couple of times Crazy. where I think I could have been, and just there's one time I, I no know idea. I was, but at the time I didn't know. But in hindsight, uh, we're we were doing the show in Dayton, Ohio. It was me again, Rick Matrix, uh, wrestling, uh. These two guys who did the brother gimmick, uh Rick Austin and I'm blanking on his brother's name, but they did the, the, kind of like a sort of sabu spot where, you know, me mean, we were the heels. We powdered out and uh Rick shot uh, uh Rick and Robbie Austin. That's what their names were. Rick, the bigger guy, shot Robbie off and then Rick went to his knees and Robbie jumped off his back to do a, a diving leg over the top rope onto us and his ass cheek hit me right in the forehead and drove my head right into the basketball floor. Oh, no. And the next thing I know, I'm in the locker room going, so uh, when's our match? They're like, dude, you just had your match. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah.
0: I, I've, watched, I wa- I've watched
1: the footage, but, you know. And that was like my wow. fir- my first year in the business. Wow. Yeah.
0: Jeez. I, I mean, I, I love, I got to tell you, man, I uh, I love the armchair quarterbacks that just tell you yeah, yeah. of you know, or or Mick Boley or any of these other guys who have like done the time, you know, major bones in the industry. It's like, oh maybe you should have taken the the yeah. chair shots in the head. Like like fuck off. Like yeah. I, I am not in any position to explain to you this uh, you know why I did what I did in the industry. Like no no I'm not doing it. Well, so that would be um, like
1: me going on the uh you know Web MD. Right. And reading my uh you know looking up my uh you know, my symptoms and I'm going to, go to that doctor's office. I'm gonna say, Doc, you need to give me this prescription of this, that, and the other thing. Why? Well I read on Web M D that, you know, I got this thing and it, he would just say, Get the fuck out of my office <laughs> You know? Um Yeah, you know it's funny in those those drug commercials when I say tell your doctor, tell your doctor, shouldn't your doctor tell you um <laughs>
0: Yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, I you know, hey, doc, if if you don't know I got anal leakage from the last time, you should probably have it written down on my chart this time. I, I think it's probably I have,
1: I have one doctor I stopped seeing cuz like anytime you went to him, everything was like an ear infection.
0: Ah, doc, I got Really? This, uh, doc, I got
1: this bullet hole in my chest. Ah, it's just an ear infection. Um,
0: It's like, can I
1: see your partner instead of you next time? And
0: yeah, maybe is there someone else I can speak to? I need to really need a second opinion on this fucking bullet, bleeding bullet wound. Yeah, Yeah. I'm being
1: being, over exaggerating, but obviously, yeah, yeah, it it was to that point where there was one thing he did, and I was like, look, something going on, and he just totally kind of dismissed it as something less. And then I went and got a second opinion, and that's why I was like, I'm never going to see that guy again. And then uh, wow, the, the doctor wow. I replaced him with has been my doctor for over 20 years now. So,
0: you know. Wow. But,
1: like, yeah, I would never tell a doctor how, how to diagnose me. Or if I have a legal situation, I wouldn't tell a lawyer how to sue somebody, you know. It was just, there's a reason why they went to school, and there's a reason why they have debt. Because uh, they, <laughs> well, they actually went to school to learn this shit, you know
0: and i know the rules i know we're not you know this is, can be a hot button t- uh subject but it just it like with my kids going back to school next week like right, with the right, vaccines right, right. and stuff like you know guys i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to tag in with josh here please yeah. just get your shots guys just do it and like but it's just it's the same thing it's like why am i going to listen to somebody else when this this is you know these guys have literally been studying this science for 20 years and you want to go on facebook and study this okay got it all right speaking of going on facebook and groups yes the pod squad is here hello friends Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, As a typical stepdad, I called James Sorensen, hashtag Sorensen level, the wrong fucking name uh, in the chat box. So I apologize, pal. I want to make sure I called you out there. I am so happy to see everybody uh, today. Uh, Hopefully everyone is having a good week so far. It is Wednesday and Mimi, it is SummerSlam week.
1: Uh, That's a thing. Yeah unfortunately uh this will be airing after summer slam so
0: uh <laughs> we can't even do predictions because yeah, it'll be out after but yeah. um yeah but i then, guess we, i don't we know maybe. we would look really smart if they hit though um uh, that's what i'm saying i mean we could we could pretend like we're fortune readers like if we had that book from the the sports almanac from back to the future too we'd pretty we'd be pretty fucking set right now uh, <laughs> we could be like biff uh from back to the future <laughs> That's my car, old man. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm not sure what I'm. I'm more excited for. Uh, you know, there's a lot to really be excited for wrestling wise now. But I guess going back to it, since we're here, yeah. this week, what do you think is gonna be the bigger pop? I mean, do you? You know, obviously we we know CM Punk is landing somewhere. Hopefully. Sounds like it's gonna be AEW. Hopefully. What do you think, you know, and I I'll talk about that in a second after you, after you answer this question, what do you think is going to be the biggest pop of the weekend or the talk of Twitter?
1: Well, obviously if, if CM Punk comes out on that stage in Chicago for AEW, that'll be the highlight of the year. It's just, just don't fuck it up. Uh, make, <laughs> make it special. Like I said last week, uh, Announcers, uh, just sit back and take in that response. You know, just just mute the mics, let them come out, and just stand there. And what he, he'll stand, he he could stand there for twenty minutes to continuous cheers and not have to say a single word. You could go through two commercial breaks, and they'll still be applauding because it's Chicago, it's his hometown, and first appearance in on a wrestling show in front of people in, what, 7 years. So yeah. yeah, uh just just don't fuck it up. Just let it happen. Uh I think that'll be the biggest pop of the weekend. Is SummerSlam on a Saturday this year? Am I wrong by reading that?
0: You are correct. It is on a Sunday or a Saturday this I, year. This is so the first weird. time I think they've done that.
1: Yeah, it's so weird cuz I saw that. And I thought maybe it was a typo, but yeah, they're going back. Well, you're going back to back to back. There's the the Friday Smackdown. Mm-hmm. And then Rampage is one after.
0: Yeah. So so I have to correct myself, too, from last week because I thought that Rampage was actually a, a two hour show. It's a one hour show and it uh-huh. comes on. I believe it's at 10 to 11. Someone correct me in the group chat. Um, I think it's 10 to 11, which I think that is where the United Center is. That's where they're doing this this Rampage show. So, I, I mean, look, if I'm Tony Khan and I'm smart and I know I have CM Punk signed and ready to go. I'm dropping him the night before SummerSlam, taking oh, all that wind out of WWE. I mean, it it, it feels like of course. this is a very purposeful, deliberate, like shot across the bow kind of thing, you know?
1: Hey, and 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 more power to him. You know, more yeah. power to him. Uh, you know, punk has sworn off the wrestling business for so long. He hasn't he didn't even go back to Ring of Honor. You know, right, you know, right. So they- yeah, he didn't go back to Ring of Honor. He didn't he didn't pop up in A, you know, AIW in uh, Chicago, he, I, he did, like, some masked thing where he ran and gave somebody the GTS and one small show. But, no, it wasn't really... I mean, it was CM Punk, but it wasn't really CM Punk. And uh, it was so subtle. But, right. you know, CM Punk, Chicago, cult of personality hits. Just don't see, You don't have to do anything. You don't mm-hmm. have to... That could be your cold open for the show. You know, just... Don't even, yeah. no opening credits, no nothing. Come in from black, you know, the, the lead commercial cuts out, goes to black, slowly fade up. You know, call the personality. Just let it, yeah. just let it happen, man. Don't tease it. Don't do this thing where a limo pulls up and uh, and a foot comes out. Is that CM Punk's foot? You know, just, yeah. just don't do anything fucking cliched. Just have that be the cold open of the show. Agreed. And he can go, where the hell have I been?
0: <laughs>
1: as a as a as a knock on Vince, you know, as a shot of Vince, you know, when Finn's in, where you guys been?
0: Where the hell I- you been? Yo, I pop I can't lie, man. I popped hard yeah. when he said that, man. That was like I feel like he was just sitting there like he knew exactly what he was gonna say for weeks before he went out, and just went out, nailed the line, and then off he went. Like that was just fucking brilliant shit
1: that's another situation where that should have been the cold open
0: you know yeah
1: lead commercial drops fade to black come out wide shot on the arena no chance and then you know he comes out and you go where the hell you been and then go to the raw opening instead of that awkward walk-off that he did, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. that would have been a that would have been a solid cut, man. Yeah. I I mean that that worked for me too. I I just man, I'm um, I'm just excited to have fans back. I hope that we continue to do this. Yeah. There's always there's been that element that's been missing for me from not having fans of the stands. But uh, uh Sean Jones said he wants cult of personality to hit and then AJ Lee to walk out. Dude, <laughs> if 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 AJ Lee or like mjf did this shit like the place would fucking burn to the ground we talked about it a little bit last week you can check it out yeah. in the archives at uh you know uh in the mind of the meanie feeds anywhere you get your favorite podcast uh and you can uh or you can go to patreon.com uh slash mind of the meanie and sign up and hear them early uh and uh you know we uh, i don't i don't foresee anything other than cm punk at this point because tony khan better deliver you better deliver, Tony Khan. There ain't no getting out of this now.
1: Dude, you, you, None. Brought, you brought it up last episode, and you're like, what if he doesn't show? And I just went...
0: Oh. <laughs> I might Dude. drive to Chicago,
1: just throw a thing of popcorn at the ring, you know? Just, hold on, guys, I'll be right there, you know? back to Philly. And back on my couch.
0: We'll have to do a special episode for that, man, if he doesn't show, because there's that's going to be something we want to make sure we we document but i'm actually i'm i'm more excited i think for icons of wrestling to come back in philly september 18th yes very excited to see that uh diamond dallas page has announced he's going to be there rob van dam sabu um very very excited you're gonna are you going to be there uh as a guest are you just going to show up
1: i will be a a guest at the uh convention
0: hell yeah man yes sir uh looking forward to that
1: icons is a great convention um and it's just a, a good way to interact with the fans and say hello, and you know, say hello to the blue guy. And to, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I, I've, I've sent out a, a formal invitation to my boy Giovanni Hamilton, a uh, Philadelphia Eagles super fan. I'm not sure if you're familiar.
0: I am. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Huge wrestling
1: fan. So uh, I said, "Hey, man, come be my guest, and uh, I'll take him around, introduce him to all the boys. You know, I love That's that awesome, kid. Man. I'm uh, actually." Recording an episode of his podcast this the day this drops that night. I'll be recording a, a special episode with uh, Giovanni. We'll be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles season coming up. That's uh, awesome, man. I, I love that kid. He's such Yeah. everything. That kid's been that kid before the age of 14 has had over 20 surgeries and Jeez. he's just a ball of positivity. But yeah, you know, I said, Come on out to icons. Let's well, first, I didn't want to you know, presume he could go. I, I reached out to his folks and they're like, Yes, you can ask him. So I was like, I asked him. I don't want to, you know, have any letdown or whatever. But Giovanni will be there, and uh, it'll be a good time, man. I love that convention. May, yeah. Mainly because I, it's five minutes from my house. But uh,
0: <laughs> it makes it so much easier. Oh. Throw out of bed, throw your clothes on, get in, the, get in there. Dude, That's I, great.
1: I, dude, I did that show for MLW, and now uh-huh. every wrestling promotion that wants to reach out to me for booking, so I'm like, man how do you how do you be working five minutes from your house you know just uh you know if
0: if you want to follow giovanni on twitter go ahead. you follow him it's g-o-g-i-o the podcaster he is on twitter he's a great follow he's a great kid i love seeing all of his stories and all the great things he does man it's just it's wonderful to see that stuff and it we really and is. we
1: really do rarely we rarely do guests on mine and me but i had to have him on you
0: know, yeah to tell absolutely story. yeah
1: but uh yeah Great stuff, man. Um and what else uh, is going on, man? Dude, just uh you know, things are going good. I'm I'm yeah. ramping up for the eagle season coming up. I know uh we got a lot of listeners out there who are probably fans of other teams or don't know shit about football, but uh this you know, a little tidbit about my personal life. Uh yeah, I'm looking forward to this eagle season. i'm looking forward to seeing what this new coaching staff does. I know it's only preseason. I know it's only training camp, and once the uh, you know they hit the live drill, uh, yeah, they go live with the season. Everything can change, but uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm looking forward to it.
0: I, um, I, as as maybe three people know uh, who listen to me. I am actually I live in Pittsburgh now. Uh, shout out to 10th Ward Barbershop, by the way, who nice. gave me this fine lid here. Uh, great guys, Kane. What's going on? Uh, but I had to hear it from everybody about the you know the steelers beating the eagles i guess it was that last week or the week before
1: in preseason
0: football. yeah and i reminded him it was preseason i was like all right guys let's just chill the fuck out you guys lost right before you went to the super bowl with an undefeated year so you know there's that um but you know i just i'm like all right guys it's gonna it's gonna be fine everything's gonna be good but the eagles hopefully will find a way not let not to let me down here
1: well here's the thing i don't hate the pittsburgh steelers you know uh everybody try. they try, people try to ramp up the interstate rivalry which is which was more in the in the 70s with the you know Phillies and Pittsburgh Pirates you know the Philadelphia Right that was more yeah. of a rivalry but before they realigned everything and shit like that but there's there's some teams people I people try to say I'm supposed to hate and I don't really hate you know and then there's teams I uh, you know I'm a diehard Eagles fan but you know there's some teams I I follow You know, I like the Buffalo Bills because, uh, you know... That's
0: a bold statement to make in Philadelphia, sir.
1: Not really, because, you know, when when, when you think about it, Buffalo is basically just like... Like, if you've ever been to Buffalo, Buffalo as a city is just like Philly. Blue collar, you know, busted knuckles, blue collar, take your uh, work in the lunch pail kind of mentality and punch a clock, hard-working people. Uh great ecw town not as good as mm. philly but a great ecw town uh great wrestling town and all together why more people don't do you know pay-per-views in buffalo you know boggles my mind but basically uh you know i'm a big fan of sean mcdermott he used to be a coach here in philly he was our defensive coordinator looks like uh, opie um but he was a d- disciple of jim johnson one of our greatest defensive coaches ever so you know, I like Buffalo. Uh I did Green Bay because Reggie White went there. I'm a huge Reggie yeah. White mark, you know. Uh but I, I'll I'll cheer for another team as long as it doesn't directly affect the Eagles.
0: So uh Travis is talking all kinds of shit right now in the chat box saying that Meanie loves the Cowboys. Does he get a permanent ban now from the pod squad?
1: Yeah, yeah, he can go fuck his own ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cowboys.
0: <laughs> he can eat your entire ass. Yeah, in
1: the words of Wolfgang Van Halen, <laughs> sir, you can eat my entire ass.
0: Oh man. Right, well, at- we were gonna talk about oh, hold we we're on, gonna on, talk on. about eating ass, but you know, this show will be will be dated if we talk about the Ric Flair thing yeah. too too much. Yeah. But uh,
1: right after I do this, hold on, this is a new one I yeah, added yeah. to the board. Listen. <laughs> that's a that's a <laughs> fresh one I added to the board, so
0: that's all your Taco Bell farts, right? Oh, Dude,
1: if I... Every morning, like, there, there's, a, there's a a moment where I was, like, trying to fart on air, and it was just the same fucking squeaker.
0: <laughs> so,
1: I said to Josh once, I was like, dude, my best ones are like, as soon as I get up in the morning for my morning piss, you know, those are
0: the best mm-hmm. ones.
1: It's like, you got to run into your room and start your roadcaster and just fart. So, I got, like, seven farts that I need to... I did down like there's seven farts but you hear my little like my little f- feet you hear me hit record you hear my hear my feet go pitter patter pitter patter <laughs> fart pitter patter pitter stop the button hold on, hold on. let's hear it, yeah play one play one uh, uh, this is this is me starting you hear my the pitter patter of my feet you hear the fart you hear the pitter patter of my feet and it just stops <laughs> 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 i got like seven more of those on, let me see. Oh my God. i think i could play them Let me see. dude, dude
0: the worst are like the worst of the ones in the morning where you're like just you know you're sitting down and you're like oh it's it's like five o'clock in the morning i'm getting ready to go to the gym like don't want to make any noise and it just sounds like you farted on top of a fucking coliseum the (laughs) way it echoes through the whole whole goddamn
1: house sounds like dizzy Dizzy gillespie here let me see (laughs) Uh, uh, oh that that was fart number five stereo mix let let me see what number four sounds like hold on on.
0: that's the name of the episode
1: That I was I was a dud. I got to delete that one. Hold on. Here's number six. Hold on. Let's see what number six is. Nah, this is all messed you, up.
0: That's just, yeah, just, I think it was just you breathing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was number one. Number
0: two is. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what the-
1: it's like I'm farting through a Good and Plenty box.
0: <laughs> That's
1: so specific. Uh, <laughs> 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 you never did that as a kid? You never oh ate like a good box of Good and Plenty's and then you blow through the box? It's like...
0: Yeah.
1: Or when you would put wax paper on a comb and just make it like a little harmonica. That's...
0: <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah. a good and plenty box <laughs> that's the
1: name of the episode farting for oh a good my... and plenty box <laughs>
0: write it down so i don't forget i was gonna say i sent josh a message it was like fart number five stereo mix i was like that should be the name of this episode but farting in a good and plenty box is way better yeah <laughs> i told man dude i
1: don't know if i told the story <sighs> i stopped the concert with a fart once are you kidding yeah um Shit, this is going to be the whole episode. Um, <laughs> it's going to be farts, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's so good. I'll, I'll, I'll give the, uh, the Cliff Notes version. Uh, there's a band called, well, there's a band out now called Steel Panther, right? And, yeah. And their singer, Satchel, and uh, Mike Starr. Well, the singer's Mike Starr, Satchel's the guitar player. The real name's Ralph and whatever. And they were in a, a Van Halen tribute band called the Atomic Punks. So I used to go see him all the time because Ralph sounds just like David Lee Roth. And, oh, wow. And Satchel played Eddie like Eddie. You know, or as close as you get. You know, Eddie's the man. But I was like, this is why I was skinny, blue boy meanie. And I was on like high-protein diet, stuff like that. And I, had, I don't know what I ate that night, but uh, it should be documented somewhere. Uh, never to eat that ever again because... <laughs> we go to we we go to the world famous whiskey a go-go in hollywood california you know where van halen played the doors played the zeppelin played and my ass played um <laughs> so it started during like the opening act and i was like you know what? oh man i don't want i, was, I had a good spot i don't want to leave and then lose my spot and yeah it's like me and four of my buds so i was like let me let out a like a little test one you know just like uh you know, when like a splotch, when you're you know testing paint and stuff, you just do a little yeah, test I, on the wall. You know, a splotch. Yeah, I just want to do a little like that, right? I did the one cheek sneak. You know, You just you know, you pull the cheek and you just you just tea kettle it. <laughs> And, oh my uh, God! There was like a group of women <laughs> behind me, and they're all just like, you know, doing the Molly Ringwald, and then you, you turn around, and their fucking shirts are over their faces, and they're still doing the <laughs> Molly Ringwald. <clears throat> oh
0: my God, dude! So
1: I, I was like, oh man, yeah, that's bad. And I, right before I died, I looked at my friends. And I went, "Don't sell," and that's what. <laughs> so. And it was just like it was the worst thing I could have done. Not just for the smell, just because it brought friends. It was just like, oh, it's my like god. I, invi- it's like I invited a vampire into my house. <laughs> oh, come on in. Oh, by the way, I got friends. Oh uh, my god! So I'm just blast- like every couple minutes. So, and it got to the point where somebody, eighty feet across the club at the bar, yelled. <laughs> Please stop <laughs> farting. Yeah, I was just like rrr, rrr, rrr. Mm, Monroe. <laughs> um, so I don't know how that band didn't stop playing. Oh my god. The <laughs> opener. They
0: probably they probably couldn't smell it on if, they, if the smoke machines, maybe it diffused the uh the your essence. Could have been, man. Could have been Essence of Meanie. You should have bottled that and sold it as a as a cologne, the essence of meanie.
1: Uh, it, it, it'd be a good prank to put in somebody's fresh air vents of their car if you hate them. You know,
0: <laughs> it'll just never leave. It's just always there forever and ever until the end of time. I know. I know. Uh, people
1: used to hate. Pe- like if there's somebody, somebody hated, they would go to the store and get Jafelta fish, and you yeah. just pour that in the fresh air vents of the car. And then the next day, when they go to turn on the heater, and just like blast it in their face with fish. You know, just <laughs> but but the, the Atomic Punks come on, and they're playing. And I've just felt, I got the ultimate of like bubble guts. It was just like, my stomach was like, and it's like, you know, like a cauldron, you know? Yeah, dude. So so the singers come in my way and I'm just like, oh no. And and the way he came at me and the the heat riz, it was just like, it was like the perfect storm. It was like, I was Clooney, he was Wahlberg. It was the perfect storm, <laughs> and no lie, he went, ho ho whoa whoa stop 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 stop, and the band stops, stops fucking playing. Right? He goes, oh my god, somebody in the crowd to shit their pants, and every hand in the whiskey, the world famous whiskey go go, pointed at me. <laughs> And all I did, I, I you know that, you know, when you're not sure and you text somebody the little hands yeah. up like <laughs> And he just went and when they went back in the song which ironically ironically was uh, you really got me. So
0: <laughs> I'm not
1: even making that up. I wish I oh was my making
0: that up. But. God, dude. That is it's um I, I believe you one hundred and ten percent. I wish that my my colon had the strength and tenacity of uh, an eighth of what you're able to produce, sir. It's uh, it's legendary. Oh, I from destroyed a car. What I've heard.
1: I, I destroyed my best friend's car, which you can watch on Meanie Tunes, on uh, <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Mind and a Meanie. Uh, so, I, I I have, episode I, Highway to Smell. But yes,
0: I have to actually watch. Usually, what happens is I eat sushi, uh, and I I have like the worst fucking gas. I have to watch it now because uh, I guess. Wait, is this going to work? I was going to lead into a sound effect, but I guess it didn't work. Oh,
1: oh, this.
0: I got that, too. <laughs> I have uh, news that I'm actually dropping here for the first time oh. in Mind of the Media or anywhere.
1: Or as we do. There we go. Or, there as, there we, or as we do in Philly.
0: Perfect. Yes. The action news theme. Yes. Uh, my wife is pregnant. Oh, Barnard baby number four. So, <laughs> congratulations. I, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. We just found out a couple of weeks ago. So, she's, uh, she's still in her first trimester, but we're, uh, we're excited and we're going to be relocating back to Philadelphia because of this. It was definitely what, uh, as the industry would call a paradigm shift, uh, yes. in our, in our world. Yes. So, we are relocating back to Philadelphia as soon as we can. But I say that to say that her sense of smell, my poor wife, Courtney, her sense of smell is, um, to like the hundredth degree, so oh, yeah. you know, sushi farts, dude, just not good, man. Just windows open, just stay away. Like I'm sleeping in the living room.
1: So if I if I could break some news, hold on, I am in my fiftieth trimester.
0: Congratul yeah. Congratulations, know, Mazel Tov, sir. I know it's excellent.
1: Been, it's been shown for twenty years or twenty five years. I don't know, but uh
0: <laughs> I got the same problem, man. Look, I lost <sighs> seventy pounds. Over the course of a couple of years. And, and I, and I found them. <laughs> I found some of them too during COVID, man. It just sucked. It was hard, man. Cause the gyms, like I've been struggling with that, man. Would you, um, would you believe I lost weight
1: during the pandemic? During COVID? Good for you, because, man. Because we stopped drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, drink, I, I drink yingling. I drink lagers, which is, you know, you know the calories. It's all. That. Yeah. But like we, we, we made the conscious decision. Let's not drink. Let's not have a reason to go to an emergency room just in case something happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? Just stay in, man. You got to. And that's the thing. It's like, uh, uh, well, actually, we should say Anthony Camerata said we in some break news. We should break wind. So <laughs> we've broken wind on this episode uh, multiple times. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm I, the same way. Like once, once the gyms closed, like I was in... <laughs> It's a breaking wind story. Um, no, I mean once I once I like I really committed to the gym and going, I lost and, and gotten in really good shape and just like the mental games that happened after that, like having anxiety about going back to the gym yeah. and you know, like being out in public was really it's still really tough for me. Um
1: I have anxiety and I sounds- every day. So yeah.
0: It's it. And that's like, that's what I live with. And it's really difficult because I, I, I don't want to be like that. But it's it's just who I am. So, um, you know, the idea of being around people who, you know, don't take this as serious, may not, maybe not take this as seriously as I do or or may not oh, be the taking struggle, the vaccine. The
1: struggle is real. Uh, Yeah. Not only do you have to go out and be worried about the pandemic, you got to worry about the people who don't. Who don't believe in the pandemic, right? And, right, uh, yeah. So, and uh, I'm not being preachy. Uh, I'm just talking. no, no.
0: We're not, we're not trying to, we're no. not trying to get, go down that road. We're just talking the re- about the realities of the world. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just is. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote a really good piece, and I won't quote it, you know, verbatim. But he said, you know, if your house catches on fire, you're going to call the fire department. You're not going to go on YouTube and look into how to put it out. So, right if, if there's this global pandemic. Uh, listen to doctors, you know, listen to the, yeah. listen to the science,
0: you know, like I, I was a volunteer firefighter for five and a half years. And I can tell you exactly what to do, what patterns you need to put a fire out in. If you have a house fire, but if you're asking me questions about science, listen to the scientists. Like yeah. I'm not going to, not going to talk about it you know like i'm not i'm going to tell you exactly what they said and i'm going to follow the science the whole time but yeah. yeah i mean it's like mental health is 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 something that i talk about often on foundation radio um yeah. and we are very big proponents of that and it's just like you you know at a certain point it just got was like you know what if i gain weight i gain weight if i lose my muscle mass i can lose it i'll get it back i just i need to take care of myself and my family and that's that's the way we have to do it
1: well, yeah, I, like, look, I'm a big proponent of mental health, too. Uh, growing up, I had a lot of issues growing up between, uh, you know, not knowing my father uh, and just, you know, being growing up severe asthmatic and not being able to play any other kids' reindeer games and being made fun of, being bullied, getting beat up. And, uh, you know, I've done my share of, uh, of uh, therapy and stuff like that. But now as I reached, you know, and, and I would act out and uh, lash out at people who didn't deserve it. And, you know, I've done my, this. Is, my name is Earl moments and gone back and apologized to those people. But, uh, you know, at the age of 48, I've learned to now just listen. You know, uh, there's a lot of people out there who are afraid to talk because they don't know how people are going to react. And when it comes down to it, all people really need is somebody just listen. Listen to what he got to say. And uh, this is something I've said on the other show, too. If you have something bottled you bottling you up, and if say, like, there's somebody in your life causing you stress, all this good stuff, here's a little exercise I do. Like, uh, re- recently, I had, you know, somebody who wasn't really significant to me, but I had to deal with them a lot because of, you know, side hustles and stuff like that. And that person was causing me a lot of anxiety And a lot of times what I would do is just go in the bathroom in a mirror and look at the mirror as if I was looking at that person and cut the the promo in the mirror and say it. Say everything I would want to say to that person's face and get it off my chest and verbalize it and say it out loud at the top of my lungs. Or yeah, or I would say in my car and people will think I'm just singing to the radio, you know, just cutting promos and <laughs> right. cutting promos in the rear view. And people think I'm just going along with the music or whatever, stuff like that. And so by time I, by time I said everything I had to say and get it off my chest and verbalize it, blah, blah, blah. By the time I got to be around that person, I was good. Yeah. Because I got it out of my, it was, you know, I got it out of my system. So, you yeah, know, there's little things. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, you know, mental health. You know people uh you know if you're ever down just find somebody to talk to you know keep your circle small and uh keep surrounding yourself with people you can trust
0: yeah i mean there's and that's the other thing too there's a stigma about i'm glad that you said what you said about going through therapy there's a stigma especially with men yeah. too about going to talk to somebody right. in therapy i mean it's like there's no there's there's nothing wrong with it with talking with somebody about something that happened in your life that you had no control over or something that that was going wrong in your world, you know, like, um, you know, I've long struggled with lots of things in my life, my childhood, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, lots of stuff. And same, it's, it's, same it's relieving, yeah. you know, as you know, it's relieving to talk to somebody. It makes me feel better. It validates me. And I think that's why I can talk to people and that's why I do shows where I talk to people is because I can connect with people and I can make it real and I'm genuinely curious about everything, but I also allow them the space to just talk about whatever they want to talk about you know and, and yeah. it just it just happens naturally. So um that is really good advice though. I I am a I am a shower promo giver. Yeah. Um I won't yeah. lie. It's the one of the best shit in the entire world to do and you all do it. You don't don't lie about it. Y'all fucking promo somebody in the shower. Yeah. Uh but it does. I mean it's it's a great exercise because it allows you to just move on with the rest of your day. Yeah. Um so that's really solid advice. Um let's uh what what were you going to say? Go ahead.
1: No, 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 no. It's just, you know, I the, the the bravest thing I'll put a little bow on is the bravest thing yeah, yeah. anybody could ever do is admit you need help because yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who would be, be willing to help you if you ask for it.
0: And I want to do one more quick thing about this. Um, sure. My friend, my friend, Brandon Novak is a very close and dear personal friend of mine. Uh, he works for a recovery center, called Banyan treatment and has helped like thousands and thousands of people. If you've never heard Novak, so you know who Novak is that meaning, right? You've met him before through the jackass crowd. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you knew Novak back in, I don't know, 2010, 2011, he was just like the, like just in the throes of his addiction and out of nowhere, he got himself clean and sober and, He's been on the straight and narrow for I think almost seven years now. This year will be six or seven years. Nice. Uh, but he has a he has a direct line that he gives to people. And the point of this little tirade here, and we'll get back to ask meaning, me, I promise, because this <laughs> is the mind of the meaning. Um, his recovery line he gives to people. Um, if you know, if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or anything drug drug use, alcohol abuse, uh, I want you to call this number and write it down because this is his direct line: 610-635-635 nine zero nine two. And it will direct you either right to Novak or it will get you the help that you need. And I want you to don't ever be afraid to reach out to somebody. And that's a great resource to have in your pocket. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of resources here, the pod squad has been on fire tonight and I love you guys. Uh, Travis, I am not going to acknowledge any more comments except for the congratulations because of that shit bird comment you made about the Cowboys. Uh, so you can <laughs> go ahead and take that to the bank pal uh now uh so what's going on here in the pod squad i want to make sure I don't miss anything before we get to ask meanie um let's see i love the what do you squad. think of what do you think of from of uh josh from philly we miss josh from philly we miss him here yeah he's man. uh he's on location in uh I guess he's in Pakistan now, I yeah. think, or is he in Istanbul? I can't remember which yeah, place he's know. at. He's got some big got some big things brewing. I'm not really allowed to talk about, sign an NDA and all kinds of stuff. It's, you know, it's legal jargon, but that's what we do. But uh so. he is
1: on assignment doing some very good things and uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 proud of him.
0: We are excited for him. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into ask do
1: Oh, no, man. I <laughs> I think I got a few few things off my chest, but uh I'm I'm I seriously, this is one of my favorite Segments of the show ask me anything, uh, and so let's let's do it. Ask me something.
0: Let's jump in. I am gonna just scroll back here a little bit and see if I missed anything from last week. Let me just take a look here. Okay, Let Mark in, Mark and Dryden. Is it safe to say that Goldust doesn't get enough credit when it comes to being a starting point for the Attitude Era? He debuted in September of 1995 months before Austin did his 316
1: promo. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, he took a lot of shit for that character too. Uh, professionally and personally. Um, you know, but uh he took a, a gimmick that if somebody else had done it, I don't think it would have worked as much as well as Dustin did. Dustin was committed to that role so much to the fact that like when I was teaming with him in the uh, Attitude era, uh, uh, you know, the story came out that he was legit wanting to get breast implants. And I, th- I believe I was one of the first people he told. He's like, Hey man, and he pulled me aside. We sat down, you know, face to face and chair to chair, you know, and just, I want to run an idea by you. He's like, I want to get breast implants. I was like, if you can do it, do it. And like he was in, the, in, in the meantime, he was going to give it a test run with some falsies to see how people reacted to him and then eventually get the implants and stuff like that. I was like, do it. He you know, talk about a guy who's, who was committed to the character. Talk about a guy who evolved with the character. But, yeah, he was definitely, you know, uh, right there on the ground level of the Attitude Era because wow. it was, you know, very controversial, you know. And, then, you know, the you know, parents' television council, you know, cited him as one of the reasons why uh, WWE is bad for our youth. So, absolutely, he was—he was definitely uh, on the ground floor.
0: Now, I'm sure there's probably plenty that's been done about this, but I have two follow-up questions from that Adam from sure. Pittsburgh wants to know. Uh, so, uh, question one: Who came up with the Gold Dust character?
1: I don't know. I well, I think as far as Dustin's told it, you know, they brought it up to him and they said the character was going to be androgynous, and he said he had to look it up. You know, it's
0: androgynous. She's androgynous, pal. Yeah, I know that. Androgynous I, in
1: the way of like how Marilyn Manson was kind of androgynous. Uh, yeah. David Bowie was androgynous with Ziggy Stardust and stuff like that. You know?
0: Was there, I guess, oh, maybe one B on that. Was there ever a time that you saw where, where Dustin was like uh, um, anxious or kind of like standoffish about something they asked him to do? Because it didn't really feel like he ever had a time where they asked him to do so, at least what it looked like on the screen, right? The way he sold it, like, you would never be able to tell if there was a situation where he was like, ah, oh, now I'm not going to do that.
1: And the only time I saw Dustin have any kind of issue while I was either working with him or teaming with him, he's, he was having really bad back problems at the time. And he, I never heard him complain about anything other than the fact that his back was really fucked up at the time. That's why right. we kind of had to cut our match short at uh, St. Valentine's Day massacre. Uh, me and him and Bruce, me, him and Bruce went into the uh, kayfabe room, the finish room, and he was like, he told Bruce, "Is like I'm going to give you what I can," and you know, and that's why kind of like during the course of the match on a pay per view match, you normally wouldn't powder out and stall for time, but I kind of did that thing where he did something to me. I powdered out and stalled for time, went up the aisle, just to you know, to get heat. Yeah. Is, which is kind of like the heat they didn't want to get back. That is kind of like old school heat. They were you know, trying to be more edgy. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do that. Just so Dustin that it's less for Dustin to have to do, you know, right. He could come in right. and get me, throw me back in the ring and I'll flail around for him and, t- you know, bump for him and stuff like that. But I was trying to do whatever I could to help him preserve his back. Wow.
0: That's crazy. And yeah. then, so so when did so who put the kibosh on the on the boob job? Was that Vince or was that Dustin or
1: I don't know. No, there was no official. No, no. it was just like kind of just it, it went off into the ether. You know, right? Like, like so a lot of there wrestlers, there, think, it,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah well, like a mini fart, like a mini fart at Whiskey a Go Go, right? Yeah, yeah pretty into much. Either.
1: Well, here, here's a, here's the thing that a lot of wrestlers make the mistake of. You know, um, you know, somebody else suggests thinking about doing this with you and the rest wrestler will take that and go i was promised this you know they'll, they'll go off and do the shoot interview and go i was promised this and that and the other thing There, no you were presented an idea and you know it probably just they went back through it you know they ran it through the cycle one more time to see how it you know it's kind of like when you get a tattoo you want to get a design and stare at it and go do I want this on the my body for the rest of my life? You know, same with an idea. They, they come up with an idea. They present it. We're thinking about maybe doing this with you. And then, you know, they go back to the, you know, the, the kayfabe room or the writer's room and they go, you know what? Maybe that doesn't work. We won't do that. And then they, just never, they never bother to go back to the wrestler. Oh, we're not going to do this with you now. And then the wrestler, right. The wrestler goes, ah, they promised me so much. And, you know, you know, that's how it is. And, Wrestling, just ideas, you know. And so when it came to the you know the gold dust boob job, he he just an idea. He, it was an idea. He 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 offered to do it, and then they were like, oh yeah, yeah we'll think about it. And then something came, something finally came up, and poof, out to the ether.
0: Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of tattoos, I want to circle back on something that happened on Twitter. Um, I said that we were talking about prism. Was it was last <laughs> week or the, maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so listen, um, I'm going to put it out there now. I'm going to lower the total on this one. If I get to 2000 followers on my Twitter account at this is goober by the end of the year, which is totally reasonable. I will get the prism logo tattooed somewhere on my body with the exception of my neck and my face. Cause I need my day job guys. Yes. I can't do that anywhere on my body. That blue meanie. Uh, selects i will get the prism logo tattooed on my body
1: dude you said you're getting the prism tattoo and i just got so jealous i was like oh my (laughs) god why why haven't i got why haven't i gotten that tattoo you know
0: right it's a philly staple man and that's what i said i was like shit if i can get the 2k so let's uh let's work together and get adam to 2k and i promise you i will live stream that tattoo uh jeffrey mitchell yo meanie what up pandemic The pandemic crew wants to know if you'll come join them for a Phillies game at Citizens Bank Park sometime.
1: Eventually, eventually, uh, my uh, shoot schedule is a little crazy right now. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, it kills me that I haven't been to any events. Other than we went to Guns Roses, which was like a unplanned gimmick, which kind of worked out, you know. And I'm, oh shit, yeah, let's do it. But like, as far as like, it kills me I haven't been to any Phillies games or. Or you know, Jeffrey Mitchell's a part of a group called the, the sons of Ben who brought major league soccer to the city of Philadelphia with the Philadelphia union. They, nice. There they were a fan base that just didn't have a team yet. So, uh, it, it bums me. I haven't been down to a, a union. If you go to a, a union game in Philly, you have to go with the sons of Ben. And, yeah. Uh, and there, I think there's a documentary on Netflix about them as well. Oh yeah, uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up, but yeah, it, I would love to go down there eventually. It's just a matter of uh you know, freeing up freeing up the old schedule. I'm missing out on all the on all the uh, cool kid events.
0: I can't I'll tell you what, I know you didn't ask me, but sure. I uh can I wait to come back to Philly to go to a Phillies game. There's absolutely nothing like going to the Phillies games. Uh, just it, it's an experience uh, since I was a kid. And I know we talked about that a lot last yeah. week, but I cannot wait to get back there. Dude, so, I, I
1: would take a, you know, and this might sound sacrilegious, but like I'll take a, a Phillies game over an Eagles game because I like I like yeah. Citizens bank park much more than I like the link. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the link the is link too, feels- bo-
0: too boxy yeah it's almost like it's like a like a like a transformer you know what i mean like it just yes. feels like a big crater like uh what's that show uh you know guts back on nickelodeon back in the day like the, the the ag rock you know yeah whatever they call it that's what it feels like to me whereas like citizens bank park feels like in a lot of ways in you know in some aspects a throwback to some of the old did you get that feeling as you come up the stairs or the ramp and you look out and you can see everything you're like holy shit i'm at the ballpark you yeah. know
1: and, and with and with uh, this bank park you can just walk around the ballpark you know right. like if you want to go talk to somebody at the link you have to go down the flight of steps walk around go up another flight of the- like yeah. Citizens bank park hey meet me behind first base hey yeah. meet me be- meet me in ashburn alley you know
0: yeah and there's two places that you should always go to when you're at the park chickies and pete's yes and federal donuts there is no excuse. Yeah. Absolutely. No they excuse. just opened
1: up one on South street. I've been wanting to go to
0: federal donuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite place in the city. Every time I'm home, I stop there last she- when I was there last year for my birthday. When I worked in the city, that was the only thing I wanted was something from federal donuts. It's Shout incredible. Out to Chef
1: Mike, man. He came to, to Philly during the pandemic and I was still a little skittish about going out and he went down to federal donuts. So he's a professional chef. So yeah, a professional chef is going into Philly for federal donuts. You know, they're good donuts.
0: Yeah. So if you if you haven't had the experience and I think they're on an ordering site, I can't I got to get the name of it I'll I'll look it up while we're talking while you're doing your next question. But I think you got it. What's that?
1: I think they might ship. I'm not
0: sure. uh, that's what I'm I, that's that's the the, the site I want to try to see where they ship from because I want to I want to make sure that if wants to buy it they can do it because it's absolutely worth any money you would spend to get them in your pocket so uh, let's see what else is going on here on ask me don't forget to tweet it at us with the hashtag at or ask me so we can get your questions answered here um John Jones asked I'm sorry a bales 8 asked me what are your top three current video games?
1: Oh, of course. Well, uh, Retromania, uh, <laughs> which came out from uh, the fine folks at uh, Retrosoft Studios. Uh, I have this beautiful uh, Retromania gaming cabinet from iArcade in uh, the Tremini Mini Studios here in uh, Casa de Mini. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number one game right now. Uh, and if you're going to get, and I'm not being paid to tell you this, but if you're going to go into. Buying an arcade unit for your house, iArcade is amazing. Uh, they got plenty of retro games. Uh, besides, you know, retro Mania, they got Matt Mania, you know, from you know the '80s arcade game. They had the Sequel Mania Challenge, Tag Team Wrestling, Double Dragon, all that stuff. So, and now they're doing this little uh, beta test where you can turn your iArcade into a jukebox, where you really you can YouTube, 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 Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> Bluetooth from your phone to your iArcade, and it acts acts like a, as a jukebox, so it's pretty cool. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome.
1: But uh, my other two, I'm a I'm a loyalist. Uh, I'm not playing Retro Mania Pro Wrestling. I'm playing MLB The Show, where I strictly play Road to the Show uh, because you could go through a game in maybe two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. Uh. And like I like to put myself in the game with my you know high school mullet and stuff like that, and of course I play Madden football, which I think they're tricking me into buying the latest one just because I want this Eagles roster. So
0: <laughs> there is one video game that I play because my oldest son James monopolizes it all the time. <laughs> uh, it's it's DC Comics versus Mortal Kombat on Xbox oh, 360. Love cool. that game. Very cool. Love it. Very cool. Um, I, I got I'm, retro. I'm Man. terrible at it, but.
1: No, I'm th- I'm terrible at most games. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I'm a
0: very good video game watcher. Uh There you go. Ms- and that's just as important sometimes, Minnie. Just as important.
1: Mrs. Menial play she- Mrs. Menial play video games and I'll be like, "Hey, uh, can you shoot that person for me?"
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> shoot that motherfucker right there. That one. That's the one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that that's always a blast. I'll, I watch her play video games like I watch people, like I watch like I'm watching a movie. I'm just like, oh, yes. oh,
0: here comes the zombies. Mm-hmm. That's funny. The uh, that, To go back also, I found that while you were answering the video game question, you can order federal donuts from goldbelly.com. This, we are not being paid for this plug, no. but we believe in these donuts enough where I'm sharing this with you. Go do that. Spend the extra couple bucks and get the fancy selection of donuts. I mean, it's going to be life changing for you. I promise. Just just go and try them.
1: Look, I'm um, a, I'm a fat guy. And if a fat guy tells you to get something, consider that like a good stock tip, like if, mm-hmm. if a professional person who de- deals with stocks says, "Buy this stock," you you go and buy it. So buy some federal bonds.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's see what else is going on here on Ask Meanie. Uh Mark and Dryden has another question. Nice. Who do you, who do you think will be the first bigger name AEW wrestler to go to WWE? So I guess excluding John Moxley from that list or Jericho, right? Cuz they're already, you know, they've gone or they were there and then left.
1: Yeah. And M- MJF did a couple cameos, but um hard to say. Uh if, I, if you know what, if they pick anybody, uh I would say Jungle Boy. You know, he, Yeah. he's uh kind of like a he's not like a total homegrown town. He was he was big on the indies and then they picked him up. But, uh, you know, uh, Luchasaurus, I can't say him because he was already in WWE under a different name, but uh, definitely, you know, uh, Jungle Boy, he's got the, he's got a great look and he, he can work really well. You know, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, them wanting to bring him in. Yeah, you know, I think, I think he has the potential to uh, go over wherever, wherever he wants.
0: So here's another question from Adam from Pittsburgh. Sure. Um, do you think that Kenny Omega in any world ends up at any time in WWE and do you think he wins the world title?
1: I can't say no because I mean, you know, look at all the, you know, people that were supposedly WWE hated and had heat with and they brought him in. You know, the the day they brought in Eric Bischoff, that just meant anybody was game to come back at some point. You know, Hall and Nash and Hogan came back, and even though the locker room didn't want him. but if they can make money, Vince's Vince's bottom line is: will it make money? And if you know, uh, you know, if they if they bring him in, it will make money. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I feel like in some ways, Kenny Omega is a lot like AJ Styles, right? AJ Styles comes into the companies, the stalwart, he holds out. And he wins the big prize. I mean, there is potentially money in that. I just, you know, yeah. I just don't know when that's going to happen. And I'm sure it'll be before he retires because that is like the last scion for him, right? Well, that's even the AJ, last big achievement.
1: Yeah, even AJ says he doesn't regret not going to WWE. He's he's glad it t- he took the path he did because if he had just went to WWE, it might not have worked out. But he went and he established himself around the world to the point where WWE wanted him and came to him. He didn't go to them. You know what I'm saying, right? So that's right. The, that's the idea for you know that's the ideal situation. You know, make a name for yourself to the point where WWE is like well, this guy. And another thing, WWE is all about what creates buzz. Oh, it's got good buzz. So we got to hop on that thing. Like that's you know when you know the whole thing with me and JBL happened. I went on a tirade and just you know rightfully so and just. Wrote blog after blog after blog and interview after interview, just talking about it, and then somebody told me, you know, they were saying in the office, "Man, this, this has some buzz behind it." So, and, but like the, as Nova told me, they were thinking about bringing me back anyway because they wanted to do have a, a thing for Stevie to go from Velocity to SmackDown, and mm. SmackDown colors are blue and white, BWO's colors blue and white, and you know, like a short run thing. So that kind of just pushed it to the front burner. So.
0: One final question here before we wrap up. Uh, Anthony Camerata is asking, what are your thoughts on the NXT UK Walter versus Ilja Ilja Dragunov match from last year and thoughts on the upcoming rematch, which may have already happened because this question was tweeted when we recorded last week. But (laughs) what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I am sad to say I haven't seen that match. So uh, unfortunately, I have not seen that match. But... I have the, uh, I have the cock, I have the peacock and I can go back in time and, uh, and watch that and I'll come back and, uh, I'll go, uh, give some feedback.
0: Well, we appreciate all of your feedback from last week's episode. And this week, This today is my last show, at least for now. Uh, Josh <laughs> Chernoff will be returning next week. Uh, I am excited to actually meet you in person for the first time. Yeah. Hopefully before Icons of Wrestling. But, uh, you know, I will be back in the Philly area at some point uh, coming up in the near future. Um, I just saw that Bully Ray, Bubba Ray D, uh, Dudley, is going to be at Icons of Wrestling. And I, I'll tell you right now, guys anyone who knows me knows that I'm the biggest fucking Dudley boys, Mark in the history (laughs) of anything. There is not a moment where I will not pop hard for a Dudley boys, anything like I just, that's, and I'm like, I might, I might give him if anybody out there is a community fan and you've seen the episode of community where Troy Barnes meets LeVar Burton and he's going, (laughs) he's just like stoic. That might be me. If I get in in front of uh, Dudley. but
1: that was me meeting Eddie Van
0: Halen. uh, I believe it. You just, like, you have those moments where you're like, holy shit, what do I do? I just yeah.
1: I just babbled like a baby and just kept saying, I love you, man. I love you, man. I gave <laughs> him a big a, hug, you know.
0: That's a really big deal, though, man. I mean, that's, that's like, some really big shit. Like that's... considering
1: I bullshitted my way into it, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I told this one here before, but, uh, you know, huge Van Halen fan. Everybody knows that. Uh, this was during the Gary Sharon days, which I liked Get Over It. Uh, to me, it's always been about Eddie. Uh, the, the they sh- had that one song that was a
0: banger, it was uh, a certified fucking banger. Without you, but, yes, yeah. That song slaps, bangs, and fucks. Guys, get over it if you don't <laughs> like it. Get over it if you don't like it.
1: Yeah, but dude, I, I really like that album. It was like a very, it was very experimental. There's, to me, that, that album had like a Peter Gabriel vibe to it. But um, yeah, uh, but I had missed them in Philly at the Spectrum because i was wrestling in pittsburgh that weekend so i was like, i gotta see this tour in the meantime uh ecw had ecw extreme music coming out uh and the company that was put- helping out concrete marketing uh you know i was i was friendly with a lot of guys there and i was like hey man I got connections with van halen you know i'm going up there and i'm buying a ticket anyway i'm getting in but do you have any connections and my one buddy uh Name, I won't mention because I won't get me he, in case anybody hears us. You know, you know, 22 years later, um, he goes, Go to the box office. Yeah, here's a secret, too, before I get to that. If you ever want good Contra tickets, go to the box office the day of the show around two o'clock. That's when bands release the rest of the tickets they are not giving away as comps. So you can get like fifth row for like maybe 30 bucks. So, whoa, seriously, that's like a yeah. You know, Cause a lot of times I get comps for tickets and people are like, let me know before tomorrow so we can release them. But you, if wow. you want, if you want good tickets for a concert, show up to the box office around two o'clock and just hang out. Be like, Hey, did the uh, band release any tickets today? And they'll, you know, walk, walkie talkie. Uh oh, not yet. Check back in about an hour, you know, blah, blah, blah. So my buddy tells me, go, go to the box office. Say you have two tickets from, and he gives me a name, which I forget. And, uh, so it, I went up to Montage Mountain, I forgot where that's Scranton, maybe. Yeah. And I go, uh hey. Hi, I'm, I'm Brian. Uh two tickets. Uh I'm on so and so, so's list. And uh, do you have an ID? Yeah, here you go. You know. <laughs> and uh they look, oh there's nothing here. Let me uh let me radio back. They radio back, you know. Bam, two tickets, two backstage passes. I was like, oh, Whoa. oh, oh! oh, oh. Uh, I didn't. Forget. I went, oh, thank you very
0: much. Oh. You got to not sell it. You got to just oh, keep no, it all Oh, no, yeah. yeah. no
1: sell. No sell. No Peter Griffin away from the fucking window, <laughs> back into the Oh, uh, You know, well, that's Homer into the bushes by you now, slowly. Uh, and <laughs> and this is when they had Kenny Wayne Shepherd open up for him, and I was like, oh wow, I want to re- really see Kenny. I was like, oh, the main greet's probably right. So I ran back. I, I got in line. I was the last person on fucking line. Wow. At, at that point, I think a couple more people came. So I get in line and uh, moving up, and they give you this. They take a photo with, a, back then, it was Instamatic, you know, the the disposable cameras. Yeah. And it had the Van Halen stripes on it, said Van Halen 3, and they take your photo, they give you the camera, which I still have, which is pretty cool. Uh, That's awesome. So I, I went up there with a date at the time, and, uh, you know, <laughs> the rest of the band must have felt like shit because I just – we, I just went right for Eddie. I was like, rip, rip. no, you
0: know, yeah. yeah, nobody else. Just yeah. want to talk to Eddie. Yep, everybody other way.
1: I went up to Ed and just slid in, and put my arm around him, like you know, me and him were at a movie. And uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, you know, they were having problems. I was, just, you know, leaning in. I was like, hey man, thank you for everything you've done, man. Uh, I had a really love hard life, you know. You kept me sane, all this. That, you know, and he's like, oh no, yeah, thank you, man. You know, blah blah blah. You know, they take the photo, cheese, click. I love you, man. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it in. Bring it in, Eddie. And I give him a big fucking hug. And uh, you know, I guess a couple more people came in because I was doing the old, I was like doing the wrestler leaving an indie show where you make sure you shake hands before you leave the room. I, I yep. went to Michael yep. and they, oh, thank you. I go up to Alex, oh, thank you. And by the time I got to Gary, they're like, all right, you got to get out of here. And I was like, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I tipped out and then I watched the rest of uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd's, uh set. Which is that's pretty amazing, cool. Man. Yeah, he did, uh, he, did he did he uh, did Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child, which is pretty cool.
0: Whoa! Yeah, so that's crazy.
1: Seeing two amazing guitar players in one night—you know, Eddie Van Halen, yeah. and Wayne Shepherd. yeah
0: Jesus man, that's crazy. I don't know if I've ever like I call it dumb out from like just from my click, but we call it dumbing out when we meet somebody huge, right? Oh, I all think the time. I think when I met Hogan, I think I dumbed out pretty significantly. <laughs> So like you're like Ralph
1: I, in the Christmas story meeting Santa yeah. Claus,
0: meeting Santa, and I, really, yeah. I mean, he was just like uh, football. I don't know if you- Oh, uh, the football, football yeah. what's a football yeah um, yo if you've never also everybody out there if you've never been to uh, cleveland and you go to the a christmas story museum that shit is fucking amazing it's my yeah. favorite christmas movie of all time it was awesome we took to the kids it was fantastic spend the money and go okay. so anyway um i actually so it's a long story and i'm gonna plug novak again because his next book is coming out soon yeah. and it tells the story about when i saved novak's life after nice. he crashed Bam Margera's $150,000 Mercedes, right? <laughs> all, everything that you will read, all of the stuff in there that's true happened. Like it really happened, right? So I, I save his life and, you know, we joke about it later and, you know, it wasn't, wasn't funny then, but we were able to joke about it later. I said, look, man, it's Godfather rules, right? Like one day I will come to you with a favor and you will grant me that favor. Just one, Right. Yeah, man, no problem. I got you, man. I got you. you know? <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Ah, oh, hey, Blue Meanie, what's going on? You know, so uh, I guess it was 2019. So my son, my oldest son, James, was like starting really getting to wrestling, and he's like a huge Hulkamaniac, right? Because I got to start him from the beginning, and you know, love the giant matches, and he was just like all about Hogan, right? All right. So Hogan and Flair were in Atlantic City. Okay. Oh. So okay. So I I connected with yeah they were at uh, Hard Rock I think yes, it was so I connected I with uh I I connected with um one of my buddies that works directly with Novak, this guy, CJ. And I was like, listen, man, I was like, how, you know, do you guys have any connects? And he, he's just like, well, let me get back to you. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll find out not expecting here. I was like, look, man, I'll buy a ticket. I just want to say hi to Hogan. You know, I want to bring my kid and say hi to him, whatever. Brother. So the next thing you know, he goes, what's that brother, brother. Yeah. So I, I, I go and, or uh, he texts me a couple of days later. And he's like, Hey man, he's like, go to the box office, pick up, pick there's tickets waiting for you. It's a part of the meet and greet that they're doing in the back. It's like, holy shit, you know? So meanwhile, my oldest, he's like, I think he's not even six at this point, right? Maybe turning six that summer. So we're at this bar and they have to put this like wristband on him. Like, oh, he's under 18. Like we can visibly see that he's under 18, right? Yeah. But like Hogan is just this gigantic fucking man. Like he is huge his hands i swear to god they are like from the tips of my fingers down to almost the middle of my fucking forearm here like it's just this massive man right so james is just like totally cool he's cool as a cucumber as always and i'm just like geeking the fuck out right like my (laughs) eyes are just totally wide you know because i was a kid and like again like uh, it sounds like we shared a lot of similar experiences where it was just like i was just this really like isolated lonely kid sometimes and what kept me sane was a lot of the cartoons that I watched and Ghostbusters and Hulk Hogan, you yeah. know, and that's just, that yeah. was my life. Same. So meeting this guy was like this entity, you know, was huge. And, you know, I said, hello. And, you know, hi, Mr. Hogan, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Like, totally like a, you know, a dork. And um, my son had one of those wrestle buddies because we kept him from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, uh, you know, he looks at Ric Flair and he's like, hey, man, hey, brother, check this out multi-generational Hulkamaniacs. I was like, oh, my God. Like, he acknowledged that, you know, like... So, that if you look at the picture of me, like, he's... Like, I'm just cheesing the fuck out in this photograph, you know? That's and, cool. Uh, it, was, it was pretty wild. I man. it was a good time. But uh, Eric Bischoff was really amazing, too. Uh, DJ yeah. Premier has been an awesome guy. But, um, yeah, I can't imagine that any of those really hold a candle to Eddie Van Halen.
1: It's crazy, man. It's, it's one thing I never thought I would be able to do. And then, uh, just by luck, it's just like... I he, I was given a a secret and it worked. So it's just like, ah, that's so cool. And Follow I tried I, I tried to make it work years later, uh, I have a buddy who uh he's a autograph seeker, photo taker, he finds out where everybody is. And uh twenty fifteen I was I had a feeling, I was like, Man, this might be their last tour. I have a feeling. Some's something's telling me, this is gonna be the I reached out to my buddy, I was like, Look, just tell me where Van Halen's staying. And he, you know, he's like, I'll get back to you. He comes back to me, tells me where. All right. So, uh, and I usually don't mark out like this. So I was like, I'm going down there. I'm just hanging outside. And I go outside and their tour buses are just parked outside. And, you know, <laughs> Eddie's bus has a photo <laughs> of his dog in the window. As oh, a, that's funny. And uh, so I'm just going to wait out. But, you know, slowly, uh, like more people start showing up, like these professional types they have drum drum heads and they want this sign that, you know, right. I just want a photo, man. I just want a handshake, you know? Yeah. So we, we were down there for a good, you know, four hours. Right. And, and then a, a line, a crowd forms. they have to put out fucking, uh, you know, the things like they put at the, the fucking bank to form a line, you know, so, you know, the guests can leave and, you know, not be in a you know, the, you know, tell people where to stand the fuck back. So, uh, you can tell the band's about to start leaving and the fucking Wolfie walks out. So I was just like, you know, and, and, you know, there's a little bit of fuss or whatever going on. And I just casually walk around the fucking rope. You know, Mrs. Meany, I gave her my phone. I casually walk around, Hey, Wolf, a quick photo. He goes, oh, yeah. And we just look and snap. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, at least I got Eddie. I mean, I got Wolfie. Yeah. And then yeah. Eddie comes out and goes, sorry, guys, I'm running late. And we're like, ah, you know, but, you know, saw him in person. And then yeah. uh, once he leaves, it kind of dissipates a little bit. But then uh, Alex Van Halen, uh, his security guy comes out and goes, "All right, folks, uh, here's the rules. Line up against the wall. He will sign one item with my marker. Uh, if anybody does anything you're not supposed to do, I'm shutting it down. Right? So he made made uh, like made it a point that like. Alex is going to sign with a black marker because in the world of autographs, if somebody signs with a blue marker, it's worth more money.
0: Interesting.
1: The, the worst marker you could get something signed with is a green marker. Like that's, that devalues it somehow. I don't know why.
0: But, Interesting.
1: But me, I always have a blue Sharpie on me anyway, because you never know. But yeah. like the the guy, you know, stands there. I got this marker. He's going to sign it. And I was like, fuck, oh, I think you would be I was like, oh, shit. Because I, I had a feeling that if this went long, we could go right from there to the, the venue. So I had my, right. my ticket with me. And I had Alex sign my ticket, which I wanted a photo. But, uh, you know, right. I didn't want to shut the whole thing down for everybody else, too. So I didn't want to be that guy. Right, right. But, oh, I want
0: a photo. You know, can, all right. Can you take a picture with me, please? Thank yeah, you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, that's yeah. funny, man. There's 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 ways to meet people. You just gotta learn how to work the angles. You know, growing up in Blank City, I met so many people just on instinct. You know, if there's a Tyson yeah. Tyson fight in town, I knew where to went, knew where to go. Yep. You know.
0: And if you want to come and meet the Blue Meanie and a bunch of really other amazing people, you'll come to the Icons of Wrestling event in philadelphia it's at the 2300 arena september 18th from 10 a.m to 4 p.m there's also a lot of great wrestling that's going to go on afterwards i have never seen rob van dam wrestle in person i was not allowed to go to the ecw events as a teenager so i am excited to see rvd wrestle for the first time Uh, but i'm also excited to meet you in person and uh actually meet josh in person too i don't think i've ever met him uh other than you know the through this covid world so uh i'm really hyped about that uh meanie where can everybody find you and the show and josh on social
1: oh the pressure uh (laughs) the pressure oh fuck i can remember some things um (laughs) it'll
0: be in the show notes i promise
1: if you if you want to follow the blue meanie on social media go to blue meanie bwo all across the board instagram uh facebook uh, Twitter and uh, TikTok, which I really don't even use, but I just wanted to secure the name. So, uh, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees. dot com slash Blue Meanie. You can get yourself a BWO shirt, a BWO mask, a BWO guitar pick, some stickers, and a bunch of other cool stuff over there. at dot com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like a well wish, like a uh, birthday wish, Christmas wish, any occasion, go to cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO uh or it's blue me i forget <laughs> uh one of those two and uh you know i can uh, say uh, happy birthday good luck uh farewell uh asvita zane or whatever uh also on uh com slash blue meanie they have a new uh, feature like cameo called shoot so i could shoot you a message you go over to uh com slash blue meanie and I can do a message for you. If you would like to support the show directly, go to proSlingtees.com slash Mind of the uh, You can get some of the great shirts that uh, Mr. Andy Slickter has designed for us over there at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, if you would like to follow us all across the board, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Mind of the uh, If you would like to support uh, the real Josh, not, You know, <laughs> the real job. <laughs> who is real one, dad? Yeah, who, yeah. Who, who is on assignment? Uh, go to uh, all across the board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So says Sure Enough. Go to prowrestlingtees. dot com slash so says Sure Enough. Get yourself a sarcasm is my superpower shirt, which is my favorite shirt, which always gets to pop when I go out to the Wawa's and stuff like that. So. Yeah, you know, there's uh, plenty of different ways to support us. If, uh, you know, if you want to get some fashionable T-shirts, go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code mini Save 10%. Uh, right now, they are raising money for beautiful Bobby Eaton's family. Um, they have a beautiful Bobby Eaton T-shirt. Go over there. You don't worry about using my promo code. Just give the my, my, all the money right to uh, Bobby's family. Uh, I mean, uh, Collar and Elbow has done amazing things when it's come to Helping wrestlers family. They helped new Jack's family that she had Shad Gaspard's family. And right now, Bob beautiful, Bobby Eaton's family needs us uh, the most. So go over to collar and elbow brand.com and uh, get yourself a beautiful Bobby shirt.
0: And if you'd like to follow me and keep in touch with me after stepdad leaves today, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at this is goober. My podcast is called Foundation Radio. You can find me at foundationradio.net. A lot of great content coming up, a lot of great stuff in the archives, including conversations with Bill Goldberg, Eric Bischoff, Diamond Dallas Page, Asher Roth, Brandon Novak, and of course, the darling of this program, Josh Chernoff. Uh, Meanie, i would love to have you on foundation radio sometime if you'd like to join me we could do a crossover event a lot like dc and marvel when they first like link up uh that would be fucking awesome so i'd love to chat more with you over there Uh, again as a reminder guys two thousand followers and i will allow the blue meanie to decide with the exception of my face neck and i should mention this my my little john on the east side boys are off limits as well (laughs) i will uh i will tattoo the prism logo anywhere on my body that Meanie decides that it it needs to go. So let's work on getting me there. Meanie, this has been an absolute fucking pleasure to be here and to be a part of the show and to do this with you. I am very excited. I want to thank you and Josh for trusting me with the the keys to this vehicle. And uh, I feel like we've knocked it out of the park two nights in a row. Uh, And I'm very excited to come back again.
1: Hey, I I just got to say thank you. Uh, You know, when Josh approached me and said, hey, man, I got a lot of things coming up. Uh, sketch is going to be tight. Uh, you make this work. And, you know, I know this guy, Adam, and he, you know, he sent me a link to your page and I watched it. I was like, absolutely. So, you know, Josh gave you, you gave, you know, his blessing to you. I checked you out. I, you know, saw great things. So, and, and I know I got this, you know, shout out to Josh. I know him, you and Josh worked very hard to uh, get his system down with, you know, the, the video and the audio and making sure our, our pod squad, our Patreon can watch live as we uh, record because that's, a, that's, a, that's another fun element is being able to do this live in front of our pod squad and the Patreon folks and stuff like that. So you guys work really hard to make this work. Uh, I am nothing without you guys. Uh, if it wasn't for the hard work of you and Josh, I'd just be a guy sitting in my bedroom talking to uh, my TV. And talking to my uh my meanie plush doll, so <laughs> like 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 Car- like Cartman's tea party, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we are glad you are not in Cartman's Tea Party. Uh, Mini. thank you so much. And again, for the Blue Mini and Josh Chernoff, my name is Adam Bernard, and I am thankful to be here with you again. Hopefully, we'll see you again soon. I would love to come on and do our Trios uh, show, and uh, looking forward to coming back again soon when Josh is uh, on assignment. Sorry to Al Snow uh, leaving you oh, in the break shit. room again. Yeah, we left him in the green room again, man. Oh, I don't know what happened. So uh, it just sucks. Man. I promise we. Uh, I hope you like the catering. Um, don't eat the veal. I repeat, don't eat the veal. But very but you. but
1: you can have some federal donuts. You can have the have
0: some federal donuts. donuts. Had some federal donuts, please. Yeah, yeah, please. All right, y'all. We'll see you again next week. Well, Josh and me, I'll see you again next week. I'll see you over at Foundation Radio. Peace. Blip, 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 blue world order.
1: MLW Radio never stops.